0: Chapter nine, the house of Arqam, three days later, the Kaaba, afternoon, the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, blended in with the crowd of people eager to mingle and socialize in the city center, Ali ibn Abi Talib, however, did not find it difficult to find the prophet of Allah, his long beard and purposeful walk stood out from the others, he ran up to his cousin.
1: I'm ready, Rasulullah.
0: They walked together and found Abu Bakr near the Yemeni corner of the Kaaba.
2: Assalamu alaikum, ya Rasulullah. Ali, today we shall meet some of those who I have spoken to. I pray that they are eager to hear your message. Are you ready? They nodded. Then let us go. First off, Az-Zubayr ibn al-Awwam from the Banu Asad.
1: Zubayr, he's my cousin.
2: Well, he was quite receptive to my invitation. He said we would find him right by Mount Marwa. Now where is he? Oh no.
0: A crowd of cheering people had left a circle in the middle, where 13-year-old Zubair stood with his fists up, facing off against a man 15 years
3: older than him. Back down, boy. I don't fight children like you.
1: No, you back down. I'm not going to apologize to you for bumping into me.
3: Go home to your mother, kid.
1: (laughs) Are you crazy? My mother would kill me if she knew I backed away from a fight. Get him, Zubair.
4: You can take him. Last chance, kid.
1: Come and get it, loser! Ah, My arm! My arm! He broke my arm! That crazy kid! Ha! That's what you get. Oh, hello, Abubekir.
2: Hello, Zubair. Where is Talha?
5: Right here.
0: The 18-year-old cheering Zubair jumped next to them. He wore elegant robes and a ruby-encrusted ring on his finger.
2: Talha, you were supposed to wait for me by the store.
5: I was. But then I heard Zubair's situation, and, well...
1: Zubair, what's Aunt Sophia gonna say? She'll probably be happy that I beat someone in a fight, especially someone older than me.
2: Well, Messenger of Allah, you have Talha ibn Ubaidillah from my clan, the Taym, and your nephew, Zubair.
0: Talha and Zubair looked in awe at the Prophet Muhammad. A few people were whispering behind Zubair's back.
1: Hey, are you guys talking about me?
2: Next. Uthman ibn Affan, from the Banu
5: Umayya.
1: look at his house.
5: Is that ivory on the door? Abu Bakr, how rich is this man?
2: Very, but the poor benefit more from his wealth than anyone else.
5: A
0: handsome young man in his thirties opened the double doors of ivory. Every inch of his body was covered in beautiful garments except his face and hands. He gave a shy smile upon seeing them.
4: Muhammad, Abu Bakr, thank you for inviting me,
0: he said politely. He kept his eyes towards the ground. He had such an aura of dignity and modesty that everyone else felt a little shy just looking at him. It was the same feeling one got when a senior walked into a room.
4: I have not heard much from your message, Muhammad, but I want you to know I have not worshipped a single idol in my life. I want to hear what you call to.
0: He shook the Prophet's hand and was utterly shocked at how soft it was softer
2: than all the silk he wore or owned
1: isn't this the bow and arrow shop
2: yes zubair our next person is Saad ibn Abi Waqqas from the banu zura
0: there were hundreds of arrows quivers bows arrowheads and strings all over the tent the prophet looked around the shop but could not find anyone uthman delicately walked up to a palm tree in the middle of the tent he looked at a fingernail sized metal hoop nailed to the side of the trunk what is... they all jumped the arrow hit the middle of the ring dead in the center Saad ibn abi waqqas removed the blindfold from his eyes and lowered his bow he had dark skin and a beard that ran across his entire face and connected to his head of hair it looked more like a lion mane than anything else
6: customers are supposed to ring the bell at the front i could have killed you what were you
0: he saw the Rasul.
6: oh it's you
0: He threw the bow aside.
6: Welcome, O honest and trustworthy one. I am Sa'ad, Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas.
0: The Prophet extended his hand to the young archer.
1: Nice shot.
2: And finally, Abdu'amr ibn Awf, from the Banu Zuhra as well.
6: Oh, him? He's the best merchant in my clan. The group
0: came to a gathering of people sitting by a campfire. The people were talking and arguing with one middle-aged man who had his eyes closed. The man had light brown hair that was tied in a bun. At least seven different men were rambling to him at once, and he did not seem to be listening to a single one of them.
1: Can he even hear what they're saying?
4: I know him very well. This is an average day for him.
0: Abdul Amr opened his eyes slightly. He caught a glimpse of the Rasul standing by the gathering. His eyes shot open immediately.
7: Everyone Quiet! You, I forgive your debt. You, 3,000 dirhams and it's a deal. You, tell your brother the sale is off. You, the camel that you want to sell to me, take it and sell to him. You, buy his camel. Any questions?
0: The gathering sat there, completely stunned.
7: Good, now, everyone leave.
0: The shocked entourage vacated the sitting. Abdul Amr walked up eagerly to the Rasul, peace be upon him.
7: You, I actually want to hear what you have to say.
0: Abu Bakr eyed the gathering he couldn't help but think how bizarre it must have looked to an outsider. The Prophet, his little cousin, a teen fresh off a street fight, Abu Bakr's own employee, a modest philanthropist, an archer, and a businessman. Islam had found its first recruits. Elsewhere in the city, it was a typical day for Al-Abbas ibn Abdul Muttalib. The broad-shouldered and burly uncle of the Prophet sat cross-legged on the floor cushion of his home. Al-Abbas was a broker of sorts. While others in Mecca amassed their wealth through trading and caravans, Al-Abbas made his money from interest-bearing
3: loans. Alright then, that's 5,000 dirhams. From here to Rajab, you can pay it back whenever you have it. For every month after Rajab, the loan compounds 500 dirhams. There is also a late fee of 500 if you do not pay the principal a year from today. He had a sheet of goat hide
0: in front of him and scratched five marks on it with an arrowhead. It was the best contract he could make since he couldn't read or write.
3: Any questions?
0: The nervous Bedouin shook his head. Good. Abbas rolled up the hide and added it to a pile to his left.
3: Oh, and one other thing. The Bennu Hashim take collections very seriously. Next!
0: The Bedouin jumped and exited the door. Al-Abbas stroked his thick beard and pulled out a new hide, his arrowhead at the ready. He raised a bushy eyebrow.
3: Next!
0: He yelled again. Nobody came in.
3: Jafar, I said next! Where is that kid? He grumbled
0: and got up to call in the next loney.
3: Thank you for taking care of me, uncle. I'll help you run your business, uncle. Should've left him with Abu Talib.
0: He opened the door, took a deep breath, and gave one of his signature bellows that could be
3: heard for miles. Next!
0: The dark-skinned boy
3: entered timidly. Abdullah, I've been through this with you already. If Akbar wants a loan, he needs to come here himself. I am not signing a contract with his servant. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud closed the door anxiously behind him.
8: No, no, sir, it's not about that.
3: And what do you want? I've got a business to run.
8: Well, I was thinking of Aquas sheep to graze the other day. These two men came. I don't know what tribe they were from, but they looked kuroshi. Anyways, they were really thirsty. But I said I couldn't milk a sheep because they weren't mine. But then one of them, he had really soft hands, and was very handsome, and, and...
3: Look, Abdullah, I'm sure your soft little servant art was very impressed with the actions of these men. But I'm a little busy right now.
8: No, no, you don't understand. He said one word and suddenly the sheep was filled with milk. This man was different. He, he...
0: Abdullah touched his own chest where the Prophet had rubbed him.
3: All right, all right. Here's what you need to do. First, open the door.
0: Next! A Yemeni man waltzed inside. Abdullah glared at Abbas, who motioned for him to close the door. Ah. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud
3: exited in disappointment. Afif, the Quraysh welcomes the noble men from Kindah. Did you like those perfumes I recommended? Oh, yes. Great purchase. But, uh, I saw something
7: strange at the sanctuary today. Yeah? And what was that?
0: Outside, Abdullah tiptoed towards the door.
7: I saw a man walk up and raise his eyes to the sky. Then... A little boy stood by his right, and a woman to his back. Then they faced the sacred house and bowed towards it. Then they prostrated to the ground. Up and down they went,
3: bowing and prostrating. An amazing sight!
7: An amazing
3: sight indeed. You know who that man was? Afif shook his head. I confess, I do not. Well, that was my nephew, Muhammad. Rumors are going around that he claims that his god is the god of the heavens and the earth and everything in them. The woman is his wife, and the boy, uh, he's my other nephew. What was he doing? Praying. He claims he's a prophet, and the wealth of Kisra and Caesar will be in the hands of those that follow his religion. But here's the thing. Behind
0: the door, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud pressed his ear even closer to the wood, though it was not difficult to hear al-Abbas's booming voice.
3: By Allah, I don't know a single person in the world that follows his religion besides those three.
0: There were more than three people inside the Prophet's home. A lot more. Besides the ones who had already become Muslim, Khadijah, Zayd, Ali, and Abu Bakr, there were the new recruits that Abu Bakr had scouted out. Zubayr, Talha, Saad ibn Abi Waqqas, Uthman ibn Affan, and Abdu Amr ibn Auf. Khadijah had also done her own scouting. A handful of women sat to the left, all deep in conversation with Khadijah and her daughters. Khadijah was trying to greet all the newcomers as the room got a little too crowded. Uthman was sitting all the way to the other side of the room, trying to avoid the women at all costs and keeping his gaze lowered. Umm Ayman and Zayd were busy moving furniture and merchandise to make the room more spacious.
2: One, two, go!
0: The Rasul scanned the people in front of him. There was Umm Salama and her husband Abu Salama, the four Jahsh siblings, Abu Ubaidah, the blind Abdullah ibn Umm Maktoum, Sa'id ibn Zayd and his wife Fatima, and the very quiet and shy Arqam ibn Abi Arqam. Ali was leaning his back against a lean, large eyed woman, his mother, and next to him was a younger version of the Rasul. Ali's older brother Ja'far had such a striking resemblance to Muhammad that the Rasul felt as though he were looking at a younger reflection. The Rasul's eldest daughter, Zainab, was also there with her husband Abu'l-As. She wore the onyx necklace that had once belonged to Khadijah. When Zainab married her husband, Khadija gifted the necklace as a wedding present, just as the Prophet had gifted it to her when they married. The Messenger wasn't expecting this many people to answer his call. Will this many people in his home attract attention? He wasn't sure, but he had something they all needed. True, and it was his responsibility to give it to them. The Rasul, peace be upon him, raised a hand, and the room was deafened. All eyes rested on him. He took a deep breath and said, r-Rahmanir-Rahim," In the name of Allah, the most merciful and kind. All the nervousness left him and he began to speak to the congregation. Islam is the religion of Allah. The religion of submission to Allah. Allah is the creator of the world. He has no partners or offspring. He has no need of anyone for he is self-sufficient. There is no God except Allah and Muhammad was his messenger. There were many other messengers before him. They all shared one message, to worship Allah alone. Jibril was the archangel of Allah. He gave the revelation to Muhammad, conveying his words. Allah, the one who would one day resurrect humanity to stand before his judgment. Those who did good would be rewarded, and those who committed evil would be punished. And that was that short and concise everything he himself knew everyone was staring at him blank expressions all around ali turned to look at his mother
1: see mom i told you he's the messenger of allah
0: fatima bint asad turned red she pursed her lips and whispered something in ali's ear zubayr went next
1: if my mother knew i was even listening to this she would slaughter me like a lamb
0: Sa'ad bin Abi Waqas shook his
6: head. My whole family worships al and al-Uzza. If I accepted this, I would have to face my family. And I've never convinced them of anything. Abu Bakr, you never mentioned anything about an angel.
7: People will call him crazy.
0: Everyone started talking all at once. The Jahsh siblings had put their heads together and were whispering. Arqam looked very uncomfortable. Talha said something to Zayd, who gave him a dirty look.
2: Everyone, listen, please. This is Muhammad. He is not some crazy fool from the caverns. He is the most honored amongst us. What do you say of him? He is the honest and trustworthy one.
1: He's my favorite relative.
7: Years ago, he stopped every clan of Quraysh from massacring each other. I will never forget that day, Muhammad. The Black Stone is in its place because of you.
1: I declined my own family to be the son of Muhammad. You all know my story. You know where I come from. I have never met a man like Muhammad in my entire life. Me neither. Exactly.
2: And has Muhammad ever uttered a lie to anyone? But one God? Our ancestors worshipped hundreds.
9: My cousin Waraqa worshipped one God. And he believed my husband was the Messenger of Allah. Before he died he said the coming of a
2: prophet was foretold. One God is not unheard of. All the Hanifs worshipped one God. I know deep down all of you have questioned the gods of Mecca. I never believed in the idols, neither has Uthman.
0: For the first time, Uthman's modesty disappeared and he looked to Abu Bakr with an expression of fierce pride.
2: Saeed, even your father was a vocal believer in one God. Said ibn Zayd
0: held his wife's hand and nodded slowly. There was still a fog of uncertainty drifting in the air. I believe. All eyes turned to Uthman ibn Affan.
4: You do? Yes. And why is that? I had a dream a week ago. I never had a dream like it before. I heard a caller cry out, O sleepers, Ahmad has come out in Mecca. I woke up suddenly, and from that time I have been waiting for this Ahmad. You, Muhammad.
0: The name Muhammad was a derivative of Ahmad. They both meant the same thing, the praiseworthy one.
4: Everything you have said is true. The way of our fathers is evil.
1: That's kind of an exaggeration.
4: No, associating partners with Allah, claiming he has daughters, while we condemn our own daughters to death in the earth? It is wrong. Any human with a heart knows it's wrong.
0: Saad spoke up. His head was down and his hair and beard drooped over his face, making him look more like a shaggy lion than ever before.
6: I also had a dream. I was in a wide, dark plain. I couldn't see anything. It was all black. Suddenly, this bright moon appeared. So, I followed it. I saw others who had reached the moon before me. I saw Ali ibn Abi Talib, Zayd ibn Muhammad, and Abu Bakr. Sa'ad gave a look to the three he had mentioned.
1: You saw us in your dream?
6: Yes. In the dream I asked you three, when did you get here? You said, just now. When I woke up, I heard the rumors about you, Muhammad, and I bumped into Abu Bakr at the valleys of Ajed. The young archer trailed off.
0: The room was thick with the weight of what Sa'ad and Uthman had said. I did not have one of these dreams. Talha ibn Ubaydullah had his back to the wall next to Zubayr. He was playing with his ruby ring lost in thought.
5: No dreams, but this last trip to Sham with Abu Bakr, it was unique.
0: The attention of the room shifted to the young trader. He had wavy hair, a narrow nose, and wore saffron-dyed robes.
5: While I was there, I saw a monk, a devout Christian, worshipping Allah. He said to me, is anyone of your group from the land of the sanctuary? And then I said I just came from Mecca. Then the monk asked me if Ahmed had appeared yet. Then I said, who is Ahmed? He said, he is the son of Abdullah, the seal of the prophets. He comes from the land of the sanctuary. He will migrate to the land of palm trees, black soil, and many springs. He said to me, you should hurry up and meet him. What he said really landed in my heart. So as soon as I got back to Mecca, I asked the people if something had happened. They told me that Muhammad had claimed prophecy. And a man from my clan,
0: he looked at Abu Bakr,
5: had followed him. It's no secret that I'm quite successful for my age. I'm 18 years old, but I'm one of the best traders in Mecca. I know a good deal when I see one.
0: Talha pointed to the Prophet and Abu Bakr.
5: These two cannot be partners in anything false.
0: Positive agreement from around
4: the room met this statement.
5: I can't believe this.
7: I met a monk in Yemen who told me the same thing.
4: It seems Allah has been calling us to this message.
1: It's the best message I've ever heard. (laughs) Muhammad is the best of us. Wait, 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 wait. Everyone calm down. My
7: apologies. This all seems true. My heart is inclined to believe it's true, but uh, there has to be more. Umm Ayman had been silent the
0: entire time, but finally she spoke up.
7: More? What is
9: more? You listen to my son. He's speaking the truth.
7: The Rasool gave her a loving smile. I know Muhammad to be honest. I am not claiming him to be a liar. But I need something, something so that there's no doubt, some kind of proof." He was almost apologetic as he said
0: this, as though it was an utter embarrassment to ask Muhammad for such a thing. The Rasul, peace be upon him, showed no sign of offense, however. He closed his eyes. Khadijah recognized the strained look on his face, the look of revelation. After some time, his face relaxed, the room was silent. And then, his lips started to move. The words that came out of his mouth were unlike anything anyone had ever heard. It was melodious, rhythmic, and soft. Every word was perfectly enunciated, perfectly timed and rhymed. But it wasn't poetry or singing. It was speech. Perfect speech. The kind that scaled the walls of one's heart and shook the very soul of the listener. The Rasul's voice poured gently into the room, permeating the air like an exotic fragrance in the wind. The listeners were spellbound, unable to do anything but close their eyes and weep silently under the hypnotic recitation of God's Messenger. The words were the most exquisite Arabic, refined and rich but eloquently elaborate. rahman
7: He taught the Qur'an He created man He taught articulation The sun and the moon in perfect calculation And the stars and the trees perform prostration In the sky he raised and set the balance of justice So do not transgress in the balance of justice
0: On and on he went Reciting those otherworldly phrases. Each sentence hung in the air, unique on its own, but desperately beautiful when continued with the next. Until finally, the conclusion. The listeners returned to the room, blinking, breathing. Uthman ibn Affan was crying softly. Ali's older brother, Jafar, still had his eyes closed, as though the words would return if he refused to open them.
4: That? That was the Qur'an? The words of Allah? The Prophet affirmed.
1: You you really are the messenger, aren't you?
7: Abdul Amr stood up. Ar-Rahman, the Most Merciful. That is who you are calling to, and I accept. What happened
0: next astonished the Rasul, peace be upon him, almost as much as his first encounter with Jibreel. The guests all stood in a line and one by one, they each pledged their allegiance to him. The men and boys took turns holding his right hand,
4: testifying their faith.
0: First Uthman, then Zubayr, and then Talha. Arqam, Abu Salama, Sa'id, Abu Ubaidah all declaring their new religion no all God becoming Muslim the, the women and girls took their pledge orally Abbas's wife Lubaba, Umm Ayman, Umm Salama and the Prophet's eldest daughter Zainab. the only person that didn't take his Shahada the testification of Islam was Zainab's husband, Abel As. he stood awkwardly in the back of the room not meeting his father-in-law's gaze. When everyone else had finished, he just stood there.
5: I, uh,
7: I mean no disrespect,
5: but...
0: He turned around, his face red. Zainab gave a quick apology and chased after her husband. The same sting from Abu Talib's rejection returned as his son-in-law left the room. But altogether, that day was a good day. Many people had accepted Islam, saved from the falsehood of idolatry, but there was still much work to do. How do you start a new secret religion with only a handful of converts? How do you reach out to others without attracting attention? And how do you practice this religion without openly declaring it to a world that may not take too kindly to it? These were some of the questions the Prophet and his Muslims had to answer.
2: What we need is a place to meet where you can teach us about Islam. You are all
9: welcome to my home anytime. It would be our honor.
2: But their home was too conspicuous.
0: Too many customers frequented Khadija's shop, which was in a very busy neighborhood.
2: I don't think your home will work, Tahira. We need something that nobody would notice, a place where Muslims can visit without being watched or followed.
0: They would need to find that place soon to accommodate the growing number of followers.
2: We should also have someone to keep watch throughout Mecca to see if others are interested in Islam. Yeah, someone who can secretly be on the lookout for people who might be looking for the Rasul and guide them to him.
1: I can do that.
0: The Rasul and the others stopped and looked at Ali. He shrugged.
1: Hey, nobody's going to expect the kid to be working with you. And even if they do catch me, my father's the chief of the clan. Not much they can do to me.
0: The Rasul accepted. Despite Ali's young age, he knew he was ready. Suddenly, the timid voice of Arqam met the Prophet's ears.
7: Messenger of Allah. I think I might have something that would benefit you.
0: Al-Arqam ibn Abi Arqam opened the door. It was a relatively big house. It had thick stone walls and wooden doors.
7: I inherited this house from my
2: father. It's big and can accommodate many people. If it pleases you, I will donate it
7: for your services.
0: The
2: Rasul, peace be
0: upon him, surveyed Arqam's home. It was south of Mount Safa right next to it actually, which meant the vicinity was constantly in its shadow. The street was also quite narrow and not very busy. Arqam was from the Banu Makhzum, though one would never guess. His quiet demeanor was uncharacteristic for the warrior clan. Nobody would ever suspect a Makhzumi to help a Hashemite.
1: Hello? Ali! What? I'm just checking for jinn.
0: Abu Bakr whispered in Rasulullah's ear,
2: His home is in a central location, but it is hidden. It will be easy for people to slip in and out without being watched. We can surveil the street from inside. Does this please you, messenger? It was perfect, exactly what they
0: would need. The Rasul would have never imagined that someone from the Banu Mahzun would be of any help to him, seeing as the Banu Hashim and Banu Mahzun were such bitter rivals. But he was becoming accustomed to the fact that Allah's plans were nothing short of miracles.
9: The priests and nobles glared at Ibrahim. Did you do this to our gods, Ibrahim? they asked. He casually looked around the temple, not seeming to care about the fallen gods. He pointed to the only remaining idol with the axe around its neck. The big one did it. Ask him. If indeed he can speak, he said.
1: The flustered priest spat back.
9: You know it cannot speak, Ibrahim. He folded his arms in contempt. So So you you worship worship besides Allah Allah what can neither benefit nor harm. Shame on you and on what you worship. worship. Do you not have any sense?
0: Something strange was happening in Mecca. Everyone could feel it, but no one could say precisely what it was. But the one common factor between all the rumors, gossip, and whispering was Muhammad.
3: Hey, something weird's happening with that Muhammad guy for up to something
6: i heard he's communicating with jim
5: these are all rumors he's obviously not starting a new religion
7: his own uncle told me he believes there is only one god i saw him do his little ritual myself
0: one thing was certain he had a new aura of purpose to him he always seemed to be around talking to someone in hushed silence abu Bakr at his side Always going from one person to another, no longer walking pensively through the wilderness. Certain people in Mecca also seem to be going missing for extended periods
3: of time. Abu Talib, you need to talk to your son. Abbas,
0: Ali is a young boy. He's not going. To...
3: Not him,
0: Jafar.
3: This is the third time he's gone missing this month. I have no idea what he's up
0: to. Ali also seemed to have some kind of indiscernible goal. Which would have been apparent if anyone actually paid attention to him. The young boy hung around the Kaaba more often than usual, his eyes following the different people in the sanctuary. But when the night descended, he would make his way near Mount Safa, down a narrow path to the unassuming House of Arqam.
1: Assalamu alaikum, it's me.
0: The Prophet taught them the greeting of Muslims Peace be upon you. It became the secret word of the Muslims, the greeting they would use when they met each other in the markets or streets. Um Ayman struggled slightly with the Arabic.
9: Salamullahi. No,
0: the Prophet chuckled. For you, Mother, you can just say salam. In the house of Arqam, or Darul Arqam, the Muslims stood behind Rasulullah in nightly prayer. They would stand mesmerized by his beautiful recitation. He would teach them about Allah, Ar-Rahman, the most merciful. Show mercy to those on the earth, the one in the heavens will show mercy to you, he would say. Sa'd ibn Abi Waqqas would shoot arrows all day at his shop, completely distracted, always looking at the sun waiting for it to set. Then, when it finally became dark and his excitement could not be contained any longer, he would run to the house of Arqam eager to see the prophet's beautiful face and hear the recitation of the Quran. Uthman ibn Affan would memorize every single verse of the Quran. Reciting it quickly became his favorite thing in the whole world. It would
4: be my honor.
0: The Muslims became a family in the house of Arqam, bonding in faith rather than
5: blood.
7: Talha, Zubair, alaykum.
5: Wa No, we were very careful. I'll get it. I hope
8: that is Abu Abaydah.
0: Abu Bakr found the young shepherd, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, standing in the doorway.
8: Oh, uh, hello. Blessed evening. I, uh, I don't know if you remember me. From Ajad, um, with the sheep? I'm not from the Quraysh, but, um, can I join your religion?
0: The braided boy looked like he was ready to duck and run at any moment. Abu Bakr gave a warm smile.
2: Welcome, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud. The messenger of Allah is inside. This is Bilal. He accepted Islam a few days ago.
8: Hello. New convert, Abu Bakr?
2: Yes. The Rasul called him intelligent. He looks intelligent. Father's in the back. Come and meet him.
0: Abdullah felt like he was going to cry when he finally saw that beautiful face surrounded by his adoring followers. Every night, Darul Arqam got new converts to Islam. Many poor people, slaves, and maulas had answered the call of Muhammad and his friends. Eventually, the Rasul had to create a schedule of when people could come, to avoid overcrowding. The months went by. Jibril would frequent the Prophet with new verses of the Qur'an to recite. The Prophet would practice reciting the Qur'an from memory, Jibreel correcting his mistakes.
3: That will do, Messenger.
0: The Most High is pleased with you. The Prophet smiled. He was always keen on perfecting the recitation of the Qur'an. But Jibril did not leave as he always did when Qur'an practice was done. Instead, he looked to the Rasul and said,
3: Messenger of Allah, this is Khadijah coming to you with meat soup. When she reaches you, greet her on behalf of her lord and my behalf.
0: A second later, Khadijah walked into the room with a tray. She presented a steaming bowl of meat soup.
9: I thought you might be hungry.
0: Oh Khadijah, this is Jibreel with me. He gives his salam and the salam of your Lord, the Prophet said. Her eyes welled with tears of happiness.
9: Oh Allah, you are salam, and from you is salam, and upon Jibril salam, and upon you salam, and the mercy of Allah and his blessings.
3: Tell her, her Lord gives glad tidings of a pearl palace and paradise. There will be neither noise nor turmoil in it.
0: The Rasul relayed the message to his wife. Paradise had become the goal of every one of Muhammad's followers. They sought it in their nightly prayer, their salam, and their generosity. One night, the Rasul had described Jannah, paradise, to the believers gathering in Darul Arqam. It started a friendly competition between the Muslims to see who could excel in the most good. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud quickly memorized over 70 verses of the Qur'an.
8: My favorite surah is Rahman. I say it all the time.
0: Uthman, already a generous donor, became even more altruistic to the poor and needy of Mecca.
4: Come everyone, take what you need, eat to your fill. If there is something you cannot find, I will purchase it
3: for you.
0: And Abu Bakr barely ever left
2: his companion's side. Blessings be upon you for what you have shared with us. I will see you in the morning, Rasulullah.
0: At the end of that night however, as everyone took turns leaving the house of Arqam, Trying to be as discreet and secretive as possible, Abdul Amr stood behind. His face wore a disturbed look, and after teetering on the threshold, he finally returned back to the Prophet, peace be upon him. O Messenger of Allah, may I speak with you? The Rasul welcomed him to sit in front of him. Abu Bakr excused himself to give them privacy. It was just the two of them in the house of Arqam. The Messenger gave Abdul Amr his full attention.
7: I want to enter Jannah. I want to be a righteous servant of Allah. But my name, Abdul Amr, the slave of Amr, it feels wrong. Even my nickname is Abdul Kab. It no longer suits me. It's unbefitting of a believer. The messenger put his hands on Abdul
0: Amr's knees. He said in a gentle voice, "The most beloved names to Allah are Abdullah and Abdul Rahman."
7: Hmm. The slave of the Most Merciful. I... I like it. I would love to be the slave of Ar-Rahman. Abdurrahman ibn Auf. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I love it! That is my name. My mother and father in ransom for you. Ya Rasulullah.
0: Muhammad, the Messenger of Allah, with his loyal companions, his loving family, and the righteous Angel Jibreel, Turned the house of Arqam into something else A place of love and learning Together, by the will of Allah They were going to change the world Well, we have spoken much about him brothers But my stance remains the same He is not bothering anyone, he is harming no one
3: But the rumors are getting out of control Someone from the Banu Makhzum told me they suspect over 30 people have converted to his religion. I do not believe in rumors, Abbas. And you shouldn't, brother. We are above listening to the ill-willed speech of gossipers. But the truth is, Abu Talib, you never want to see anything wrong with Muhammad. And I've been watching him for some time now, and I can say with certainty, that he is planning something. Planning what? This is Muhammad you're speaking about. What could he possibly be planning? I do not know. But my Benu Hashem instincts tell me that I do not like it. And I advise you both to be ready when Muhammad finally decides to reveal what he really is. Well? Thank you for your advice, Abu
0: Lahab. You're listening
5: to The Sound of Seera, brought to you by Islam by Touch.